What up, y'all? It's Jenna Vowels, and we back at it again. Oh, my God, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long, but we back. I am your host, Iron Letter, and back again with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, TJ. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> so, we're back with, you know, episode seven now. It's been too long since we've done something, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, some personal issues. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had some personal stuff going on. You know, unfortunately, you know, me and TJ haven't been able to, you know, connect as much because I've been out, mm-hmm. you know, due to injury. I'll talk about that later. And, uh, you know, we no longer work at the same location, so it's been harder for us to, though, meet up and stuff. But yeah. we're going to try and um, figure a couple things out so we can get these going more often. But uh, hopefully in the next, was it two weeks, I think? Two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, two we're going to be at fa- at Anime North. Yeah. So we'll be doing some recording down there. Uh, I'll be having a spot down at Anime North, so we're going to be able to meet up and do a couple recordings, and hopefully we'll you know get a couple guests to come through and do some stuff with us. Especially you co- cosplay ladies out there, you know? Especially you black people, too. Yeah. got you. Anybody who's um, big up in the cosplay industry or big up in anime, we'd love to have you guys come through. Even, you know, artists that are doing their own mangas and stuff, we'd love to have you guys come through. Yeah. You know, just talk to us. Uh, but we will be there on site doing our thing. So we'll, you know, we'll try and holler at anybody who's interested and wants to get involved. Speaking about that, you need to get some business cards, man. Yeah, we will be. And we will be, you know, putting together some business cards to be handing out. Um, we're going to be putting up a new Facebook page. I know I have this little page on Facebook right now, but it's not really the where I want it to be, what I want it to look like. So we're going to be actually building an actual Facebook page where we'll be putting up all of our information, all of our podcasts. So you can see what's going on and, you know, different things that we're doing out in the industry. Yes. Yes. So today's episodes, it's going to be like a, another free for all, seeing <laughs> that we haven't been able to get everything together. So, you know, we're going to be talking about a couple things. There's going to be some set things we're going to talk about. Um, we're going to be talking about, you know, can you actually have family at work? Not just, you know, people that you consider your, your, your family, but can, is there actually a family dynamic in the workplace? Uh, we're going to be talking about a couple things about Endgame. Uh, I am a huge proprietor of Endgame. TJ thinks it sucks. So, you know, there, there, there's a back and forth. There will be some arguments in this area. But, you know, we're going to be talking about that. And uh, uh, for anybody who hasn't watched Endgame, spoilers ahead. Um, and then again, we're going to be catching up, you know, because we haven't seen each other in a long time. We haven't seen each yeah. other in a while. So... We're just going to catch up on, you know, what's been going on in each other's lives, you know, where our heads are at. Because, you know, as time goes by, you know, you evolve, you think about things differently. So, you know, maybe some of our opinions on different topics that we talked about have changed. But, yeah, we're going to catch up on a couple of things. And then we're going to be talking about business, like different aspects of business, you know, how to uh, for those who want to get more into business, um, Different things about, like, how you think about it, how you put together your own business, stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to be talking about self-growth, like how to, you know, improve yourself as an individual. Because a lot of people want to, you think you need to grow with somebody or have somebody in your life that to make yourself better. But the first thing, you can't really love someone until you can love yourself. So you got to figure out what makes you a better person. 
And then we're going to talk about being a guest, like how to get yourself on the podcast with us. Um, TJ has been doing some other things on his own, so he's had a couple people come through to do the podcast on his end because I, you know, unfortunately I wasn't able to be there, which I will again explain to you <laughs> later. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to, you know, we'll just take it from there and see where things go. Sound good? Yeah, man. All right. So let's talk about family and work. We we worked at a place. We worked together at a place that prides itself on being family. We're all family. But. <laughs> I was waiting for that. But, you know, we both have seen different things that makes the whole aspect of family like saying of that you're a family, you know, kind of makes it seem sh- not. I want to say shady, but I want to say shady. <laughs> it doesn't seem like I'll it makes sense. Yeah, it don't. It doesn't seem like it really is accurate. So uh, the main aspect for me is like I, I just want to know, like, from your opinion, what like what really makes like because you know it's different when you have like your family, yeah. right? Because like. Honestly, with black, I think what people don't realize is that when black people hear, you know, we treat this business like family, there's a difference of how we look at what family is. Yeah, 100%. Right? And it's not a matter of like we're saying that, yo, what you're saying is wrong. What you're saying is, you know, that don't make no sense. It's just a matter of like how we look at family and how other people may look at family is two different things. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I just want your opinion. I, I have mine, but I want to hear you. They got to have your back. Yeah. Um, if you have any, I want to say personal issues, let's say like a family member is sick, right? Mm-hmm. And you go to your employer like, yo, I don't really have the funds at the moment to help with my family, but do you mind just spreading the word around? Like, I need help. You know I'm saying mm-hmm. because if you... If your foundation is we run this business like a family, so I'm coming to you as a family member and you don't re- show that love or even not even a handout, but not mm. sending out the words that I told you, like somebody's sick. That's not a family, but mm-hmm. yet somebody else could tell you the same thing or. Yeah, I think it was the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about uh, experience that I dealt at that job. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it was like two days, probably three days after I spoke up to a manager. Somebody did the same thing. But for that person, it was the next day they did a GoFundMe for him. So I was like, hmm. I didn't want to pull no race card, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I've been here logging. The way I looked at it, I was like, I've been here longer than everybody. So, of course, they'll have my back. I didn't want to make it in between a black or a white thing. I was like, it is what it is. But the same sickness that I told her about was the same sickness that this guy was dealing with with his, I think it was his wife. Maybe that's why they didn't give me GoFundMe because a wife compared to her brother in their eyes is is more valuable, right? 
So I took it on a chin, let it be. But when you do them favors, they love you. But when you ask for a favor, you're the devil. If you work, let's say, seven days a week, 14 hours a day, you're the man. You know, you, you are the man. But when it comes to labor months and labor's high and you're still doing that, you're the devil. You're costing them money now and you should be getting the F out of there. But on the flip side, let's just say you work your ass off for years and you do one slip up, they can you. It's not a family man a mindset. A family has to work together. That's why I say it's kinda hard to be family with um with people that you work with. There's some exceptions like you and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and you with other people at that job. We still mm. kick it. We consider them family. But with some, or should I say majority of them, it's a no-no. It is what it is. It's all about energy. A lot of these people have fake energy and fake intentions. And then when you're in the pickle, you see the true face. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel you. Because, like... Wait, like, what you're saying, because I didn't, I, 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 when you initially started what you were saying, I was like, but hold on, I've seen, like, you know, I saw, like, different emails and stuff go out. Yeah. And stuff was saying, like, oh, you know, this person's going through this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, well, you know, to me, I was like, okay, yeah, that is, you know, kind of family aspect. And then when you're giving me the breakdown from, like, on a different aspect, like, from the flip side, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of shady still. That's kind of shit. Yeah, because... Like you said, there's been news or emails about other um, employee, uh, other employees' families and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But have you ever seen my name on that shit? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, I would say the end of 2018 to the starting of night of 2019. It's been the hardest for me uh, so far in my life. Been with death after death after death. Uh girlfriend broke up with me, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I was going to some hard shit, you know? And I confided in the quote-unquote HR department for help. There ain't no HR. And I didn't get no help. And nobody came to con- uh, say, you know, sorry for your loss, and this and that. Or, um, we'll help you out, or we'll give you time off. None of that stuff. Even when I told them, like, yo, my work is not the same because I have a lot of stuff on my mind. And you know what they did? They fired me. So, that's family, right? So, it is what it is. So, it's family. Like, that. my feeling on the whole, like, I've said my feelings. I said my feelings personally. Yeah. Between me and you. But it's like, I, you know what, I'm going to put this in a, in a general statement. I feel, and I'm not going to just, like, try and say on one place because I've worked other places where they you know when they say like they don't even say we're family right yeah. they don't say that stuff actions speak louder than words because like I find that it's easier to be a family business like a like a business that deals with fam- that has a family aspect yeah when it's like a smaller place right like I've worked 
and like some like like tiny kitchen where mm-hmm. it's just like literally seven people that work there. And this isn't like seven people all the time, but it's just like seven people that work there. Mm-hmm. But it's like we all come together, you know, we talk, we whatever. And it's like I felt like the outsider because I was like I was the only black guy that worked there, right? Yeah. But they understood that, you know, there's certain things that how I look at things differently from how everybody else looks at things, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't really have to go into any details or whatever. But they realized it's like, yo, we're, you know, we want to make this work. We want to make everybody feel comfortable. So everybody came together and just try to be, you know, family and work with things. And, you know, man's made that happen. Mm-hmm. And like even before I worked there, I worked at another place. Uh, shout outs to UFT Faculty Club where, you know, when I walked in, they're just, OK, so this is how we work. This is how things are, whatever. And once people got to know me and got to know my personality, they were just like, hey, you know, this is like this is like my big brother. This is my little brother. Blah blah yeah. blah. And we were, you know, we fought. We had our arguments. We had our disagreements. But everybody just kept it within, you know, the family. We kept it within our, you know, we n- nobody ever took anything high up unless there was a unless there was a serious issue that needed to go to the high ups. But we kept we kept everything with either within the kitchen or within the front and the back of house staff. We just kept it within our own team. But we all treat each other like we were like group. We were all family. We all chilled out. Like after work, we would chill out, and that's what and that's what we would do. We were, you know, we just did it. It was just how we are. But I feel like when I feel like in any any business when it get, when it gets when it gets too big, when it gets too big, they they forget that you know they forget how to deal with people as individuals and forget that everybody has their their feelings about things. Yeah. And it's cool. Like, and I'm saying in all in in every business, like once you incorporate your business, like if you have like a like the same, like you have a small restaurant. But then when you start making chains and you start incorporating, you start to forget your family values, the values that you that you stand by kind of goes to the wayside because everybody's just thinking more thinking about we got to make make sure we make money. We got to make sure that this happens. We got to make sure that. And they start forgetting that, you know, the people that you hire underneath you are individuals. They're people. They need to be treated like they matter. And the f- and when you start forgetting those things, you forgot you start forgetting that everybody, you know, are they're all people. Your family values start to go to the wayside and you start making no sense. And then it's a matter of like the way you treat visible minorities like we have a different way. And it's 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 not a matter of like. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it's not a matter of that you have to treat us differently, right? It's not. We don't want you to treat us differently. We just want you to understand that there's a there's a different mentality on how there's a different way that we look at things. Yeah. Right. We look at things that are like when you say something, we take that seriously. So when you like when you say we're family, we have family values. We have, you know, we have a standard that we go by and blah, blah, blah. We hear that. We take that as like facts. This is what we have to do. Mm-hmm. This is what has to be done. And this is how, you know, things are going to be going. And then when we work in that confines, because if you say, yo, if you do this, you do this, you do this, you'll get this success. We work within what you say. But if we do this and do this and do this. And we've been doing it for how long and we don't see that success coming at the end. 
we just look at it as like, well, why am I bothering to put all this effort in? Because I'm not getting anything in return. I've been busting my ass. I've been killing myself. Like for your, like you're saying, like I've been working, you know, seven days a week, 14 hours, and I'm getting treated like crap at the end of the day. But then somebody else who comes in is like working like, you know, five, five days a week, six hours a day. And it's getting praised like they're the they're the Messiah. Yeah. It's like, well, why am I why am I busting my ass so hard? And then the problem for us is that the minute that we step back from how hard we're working, they notice it. Oh, guaranteed. They notice it. And it's always and it's automatically like, okay, well, I notice you don't you're you're not working as hard as you normally do and blah blah blah. And it's like it's funny how when I work so hard, I don't get any praise for the mm-hmm. amount of work that I do. But the minute I take a step back, you got you're quick to say how why why am I not working so hard? Why what's going on? Are you okay? Something bothering you? Blah blah blah. <laughs> like idiot. <laughs> it is man. Like they only value you when they need you. Like when I say. I made these people millions. I am making these people millions. That's it. <laughs> like, it's no hard feelings. If I, if I see them, I see them. It's not gonna be like no bittersweet or don't talk to me, don't touch me. Nah, that's childish. If I see you, what's up? Maybe shake your hand or give you like the brotherly hug and keep it moving. Like, we had nothing to discuss. We don't need to catch up. Mm. you got to I think nowadays people don't value their decisions once you press that button you press that button there's no rewinding you can't rewind time so your decision is life you gotta live with it I think people think you know they'll do the hard choices and then let time fly and like oh it's all cool you know time passed so you can't be mad or upset no you made your choice or what they always say you made your bed now lay in it yeah you know what I'm saying it is no beef like 2019 I'm trying to squash all my beef and bad energy Mm. I'm not trying to have that on my conscience or my soul if you have a problem with me, we can talk it out. If you don't, that's fine. I don't hate anybody. Simple, man. Like, I have better things to do. Now, for me, I live by the 5 by 5 rule. If it's not going to bother me in 5 minutes, it's not going to bother me in 5 years. Mm-hmm. And that's it, man. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Because, like... I'm not trying to like you. You hearing the way I'm like the way I'm speaking is because I'm not trying to. I'm not yeah, trying to, I know. I'm not trying to burn. I'm not trying to start fires. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're not trying to be a fireman. I get yeah, it. I'm not trying to start fires because like this is not you know Fahrenheit 451. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to burn up things. Uh, like I'm just I'm just speaking in reg- I'm speaking in a sense of like I, I. I feel like a lot of times that man like people don't realize until somebody says something. Yeah. Because like, like even for for instance, not gonna get into specifics, but like the whole party thing, yeah, the whole party thing. It's like 
I like everybody knew, everybody saw it, everybody saw how like how messed up the whole situation was, mm-hmm. right? Can't really get into it because then you know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. But I had to finally just go and say like, yo, I, I can't, I can't just sit back and just not say anything. And then from me going and saying something to the general manager. All of a sudden, you saw that, that email that went out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Y'all realize there's something not right. Even that is still bothering my soul. Yeah. Like, you know, it's times like I saved these people's lives. Like, I'm not talking about, like, save their lives. Like, literally saved. Oh, I know their what you're life. talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And their thanks was just chow bye. That's how you you tell it wasn't a family environment. There's no there like, and you know the problem is is that it's it's loyalty. Yeah. And I'm I'm saying that in general, it's like the problem with a lot of corporations, and I don't mean like small businesses. Yeah, you, you ever notice that? That you ever notice like in general mm-hmm. when you see a small business. Right, like a mom and pop startup business or whatever, or just a small, like in regards to because we both do culinary. So in regards yeah. to restaurants, or in regards to like you know a small burger place or whatever, mm-hmm. there's loyalty because the real like the owner realizes that he needs his employees and whatnot, yeah, and the friendships that he builds from like suppliers and whatnot to keep his business going, yeah. Because regardless, like regardless of like the suppliers know that they, you need the product and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But if you start like if you start like cutting people like left and right and start being rude to certain people, ain't nobody gonna want to come to your one. Nobody's gonna want to come to your restaurant because if you treat people like shit, like the customers like shit, they're yeah. gonna come, right? If you treat your employees like shit, they're gonna quit. They're yeah. not gonna want to. They're not gonna want to work for you, and they're gonna talk bad about you for other people to, that you want to hire in. So you want to keep it like yo. You want to keep everybody happy. So you want to do everything possible. To, to keep your business running and keep the people happy regardless like sometimes you're gonna piss off any like of course like when it comes to family you're gonna piss people mm. off all the time but you're doing what's best for the business and doing what's best for people to keep them you know motivated to stay yeah but the problem that i see in a lot of like corporations is that they don't care about the employees they don't care mm. about the employees you like look look one of my biggest like one of the biggest thing i've seen in this, in that business, is that the turnover is ridiculous. The turnover, and like most corporations and most big, big money making, you know, restaurants, is that they have a turn. There's a turnover in all the restaurants because they mm-hmm. don't like they need people for the summertime. They treat you great for the summertime, but then when it's dead season, they just start like ah, whatever, eh, go about your business, eh, you're fired. Or they find ways of like making you leave. Oh, hundred percent. If they don't want to, if they don't outright fire you, they find ways to make you leave. And it's like the pro, the reason why they're having so much turnover and whatever is because they don't keep you know people on to show them loyalty to make them want to stay. Mm-hmm. They don't show their employees the amount of you know the respect that they de- that they deserve. You know, show them that that aspect of like, you know, we appreciate you. So you'll want to stay with us. 
now you see that they do like they're, they're doing like little things to to show that but it's it's only really to just keep you around mm-hmm. right but it's it's not really that they're showing you know they're showing everybody that and it's not even just like us people of color but it's just like the employees in general yeah you're not showing the employees in general like that aspect of loyalty to make you want to stay to make you say like you know what I want to be here Like um, what do I want to say again? Like uh, I I still find it not funny but amusing that they still creep on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> For better terms, on anything I do, oh, yeah. anything I do on any platform. They be creeping on me. I find it flattering, you know? It's like, you let me go, but you're still preying me, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like an ex. They love ex. you and hate you all at the same time. Yeah, it's like an ex, you know? It's like, they let you go, but it's like, damn, he's doing good without me. Should I say what's up, or should I not? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why, like, I find it, I find it funny. I find it funny. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I was saying they love you and hate you all at the same time, man. Yeah. So we gonna talk about Endgame now. <laughs> all right. So yeah, we <laughs> we off that because like I'm trying I'm trying to be like civil. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing right. Civil War over here, and you're like, nah, I'm going straight at the jugular. <laughs> like too short, yo. Whatever. All right. So we're gonna go into movie news. You know the biggest movie right now out there. Is Marv as um, you know Marvel's Avengers Endgame, and um, you know the in regards to Infinity War, I thought it was you know a great lead up, a uh, great build up to like you know what they were doing for you know over oh, the combination of everything that yeah, happened yeah, in Marvel, yeah. you know, and you're having this Civil War, uh, you're like having Civil War first, and then you're having um you know the the Infinity War, uh, and it's like this whole big uh, build up, and so now they give you the payoff. With uh, Marvel's Endgame. So, 10 years in the making? Yeah, the this is like 10 years in the making. And so, they give you the payoff with Endgame. And I thought it was like an amazingly done movie. The character development, the, you know, showing like where all of our, you know, our heroes, you know, came from and yeah, what they were doing. The snap, yeah. And uh, I'm just really grateful for the way that they used Captain Marvel because I fucking hated her. Yeah. <laughs> I hated Brie Larson. Yo, I'm sorry. I don't like Brie she Larson. She wasn't even in the movie. That's why man. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. Like, she only played like she five was like minutes. in five yeah, minutes. She, in yeah, total. five minutes of the whole entire movie. She in was total, only like what three scenes? Three, four. Four, four, four. Yeah, four scenes. She was in like showing up to help Tony. Yeah, in the beginning. Uh, and showed up to go after Thanos. Yeah. And then showed up in the hologram. Yeah. And it showed up at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I was so happy because I'm like, oh, Captain Marvel wasn't even really in this movie. Thank God. Like, she had no emotion. She I, had zero emotion. That's why I hate her. <laughs> she had zero emotion. Uh, for me... Okay, why did you hate the movie? <laughs> Let's go into that. Like, why did you hate it? Some plot holes. Oh, well, yeah. 
And um, I wasn't feeling like they lost, spoiler alert, you lost three of the starting cast at the end. Like, you lose Black Widow. I understand she had to sacrifice herself. I understand that. I saw that, like, the whole Black Widow thing, I saw coming. You know what I'm saying? And then um, Cap, he want to come back. He want to spend time with Peggy. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. And then you, you got to kill Tony because Tony, he's the one that started the MCU. Mm-hmm. So you just take out the three starting cast mm. of the Avengers just like that. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, whatever. My second beef will be Thor. Oh, Fat Thor? Not fast though, like, <laughs> like, like his power skill, right? Yeah. So after the snap, he was depressed, you know, because he could have killed him, but yeah. he decided to go for the chest, not the head. Mm-hmm. Pause. And um, uh, Captain Marvel told him, "Yo, I know where he's at. All right, we'll deal with it." Thor goes, gives him the killing blow, right? Mm-hmm. Because Thanos he destroyed. The Finney Stones by the Finney Stones. Right? Yeah. So I was like, mm, whatever, whatever. It's their yeah. movie, whatever. So then he's more depressed now because he has no hope of getting back, right? Yeah. So I'm assuming because he gained weight, he lost his power and strength. I'm yeah. only assuming that. Yeah. Because I'll go, no, because I'll say because for my part five. So part I'm on three now yeah so three is why not go back in time before Thanos destroyed the Infinity Souls instead of going all the way back and making an alternate timeline okay well here's the here's the reason why right okay because they okay Tony how Tony explained it was that you know, they can go back to certain points in time, but mm-hmm. they need to know what those things were like. They need to know definitely what was going on at those different points in time. Right. So they they made a plan so they wouldn't have to deal with Thanos at all. That's the reason why they were trying to do that, because they realized that if they got Thanos post second snap. Right. They would mm-hmm. have to get the gauntlet off of Thanos. So the whole reason why they didn't go do go through that route was that they planned on getting the infinity stones without Thanos knowing about it stop the snap from ha- like mm-hmm. do their own snap go back to their present time do their own snap because this is after they plan on making sure because Thanos is already dead during the five year period yeah. so they were trying to come back to their time do the snap to bring back everybody and Thanos would already be dead because they already cut off his head mm-hmm. so that's why they went back in time get the stones before Thanos even knows about it then go back to their per- their present time where Thanos is already dead do their snap and then put all the stones back where they were supposed to be in history yeah to don't change to make the sure the timeline stays on point like doing a, a Barry Allen type of thing yeah I get that part right but it would have been much easier because now it's Thor Cap Tony everybody on a Thanos that is just chilling in his little villa like he's Pablo Escobar, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could have caught the man off guard. And you have Captain Marvel. So you had all the heavy hitters there, right? Mm-hmm. My fourth beef 
Nebula, right? <laughs> so I had an issue with Nebula. So you're telling I me... I had an issue with Nebula. So you're telling me you had no clue that your system is going to be connected when you go back in time? Like... Come on now, <laughs> like, like that cheese me. Because Here's my biggest issue with the ne- with the Nebula yeah, thing go. was that okay, Nebula and um and uh and um War Machine mm-hmm. had the pin particles to send them back, yeah. right? So instead of Nebula going and telling the telling uh like she could have just once she realized that oh no Thanos knows she could have just gone back. And let them know, yo, Thanos knows we gotta get this done right now. Yeah. But instead, she goes to go and tell, um, what's her face, um, go tell Hawkeye and um, yeah, and Black Widow, Thanos knows, Thanos knows. It's like, why would you, why would you do that? <laughs> like, I don't understand where that came from. Yeah, especially when the man had the boom tube on her. Why couldn't she just go like, boop, boop, yeah, just hit the pin particle and say, yo, I'm out. Yeah. Wait, you get captured. It's like, come on, Nebula. You have to know that your systems are linked. You had to. And on top of that, why didn't you disconnect yourself in the future? My fifth and last thing. Mm -hmm. Why was Thanos so OP? Why? When he was fighting Tony Tony and um, Guardians of the Galaxy... And um, Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, they were busting his ass. Mm-hmm. They were busting his ass. So he had to retreat, okay? So then when Thanos was in Wakanda, he had to deal with Tony, Hawk, uh, Bucky, uh, T'Challa. He had to deal with everybody. They were busting his ass. Thor too, Busting his ass. But now they have Tony, Cap. Thor, front line, and Thor had both the Stormbreaker and his first hammer. Mirmir. And they were getting worked okay. by Thanos. Okay, well, that's easy to explain. Okay, explain it, man. Okay, okay, it's easy to explain. What you were fighting, mm-hmm. what you're, okay, what they were fighting, because, like, I saw a sporter thing on it because people were asking about it. Like, some people were asking, like, how is it Thor's, like, how is it Thanos was, like, so OP, and before it was, like, so whatever. Yeah. Because the the first Thanos that they fought was a Thanos who was like, who was ready to just say, "Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna end everything." Oh, on top of that, he had the Infinity Stones. Can't forget about that. He had the Infinity Stones. Yes, and the yes, and in the first yeah, in the first one, he didn't have to really work because he had look every time that they did something to him, he yeah. used one of the Infinity Stones and, and changed something. He didn't use the Infinity Stone and did something. He didn't have to really put in work. Right? Okay. Right? Each time, like, when he when he first started off murking them, he already had the Power Stone. Yeah. Plus, he had, um, what's it called? He had the Power Stone, and I think he had the Ether. Yeah. So, he was already OP. If I say, like, he was Like, when OP. he started, no, but I say he was OP in the sense of, like, Look, he didn't even have his minions with him. He was just fighting people and yeah. just dealing with them by using the stones. He didn't really fight in the first movie. If you really look at it, he didn't really fight. He used the stones most of the time. Yeah, that enhanced himself, and he got special powers from the from the gauntlet and the stones. Yeah, so he had only four. He had 
what's it called? Like I think it was like five of the stones when he started off, or, five, or six of the stones when he started off doing his fighting. Or five, yeah, five of the stones yeah. when he started off doing the fight in the last one. Was, was Visions. Yeah, the last one was Visions. Once he had Visions stone, that's where it was just like, it was over. Now in this one, he didn't have the gauntlet at all. Yeah. Right? And he was more powerful. Yeah, because he was a seasoned fighter. Because this was this is not this is this isn't Thanos from um, from Infinity War. It's a younger This one. is Thanos from ten years in the beginning of the Marvel universe. This is Thanos for this is the Thanos where um what's it called Bef- uh, before Guardians Thanos. Yeah, because he still has Gamora. Yeah, because they still had Gamora. So this is before he was part of Guard. Like this is a this is a Thanos right with Gar- when Guardians. Because remember he said, "I'm going to send you to go to Ronin." So this is Guardians Thanos. Yeah. So this is Thanos before he got the Infinity. Before he even went on the hunt for the Infinity Stones, he was going to start beating the crap out of people. Yeah. Thanos. Right. So once he came in and saw that they were like like they already got the stones before him. Before he even went on the hunt for the stones, and these guys are bouncing through time, taking the stones. He's like, "Nah, I'm gonna wait till they get all of them, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck them all up." <laughs> so, what is the first thing that Thanos did? Is like, "Yeah, you know, I was going to just, you know, do the snap and let half of the world just, you know, survive and you know be happy." But now I see that's not gonna work. So what I'm gonna do is kill everything and start over. So this is a Thanos that is like, I was I was going to be nice. Because remember, yeah, when Thanos went that. after every world, he only killed half the population. Yeah. Left the other half alive. Mm-hmm. Right? Every world he conquered, he only killed half. But then when he saw that, oh, by me doing this and like letting half the population survive and letting half the universe survive, this is how you guys are going to repay me? Fuck that. That's why this Thanos was OP and just saying, I'm going to merc everything. So, and just because of you, Tony, I'm killing everyone. I don't care. Cause even look when he when he when he had um, when he had the gauntlet before he even got to use the power of the gauntlet, when Captain Marvel came down, yeah, I started beating the li- like she was beating the living hell out of him. Yeah. And how did he? How was he able to stop her? He took the power stone out, put it in his other hand, and gave her one taunt that sent her flying across. And you never saw Captain Marvel again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that, but I'm trying to say Wakanda and on the planet Thanos with the gauntlet yeah. was getting worked. Like, yeah. He was getting worked mm-hmm. with the powers. He was getting worked. Now, a younger Thanos, let's just say, yeah, younger, yeah, younger Thanos has everybody out of him at one time, and he's working everybody without well, no gauntlet. Okay, but look at it. He was okay. The the Thanos that was on the planet was a than was a Thanos, who was complacent, who was just relaxed, who already knew that he could. He he already won. He knew he already won, right? He knew that regardless of whatever they did, yeah, he already won, because he had majority of the stones. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I don't care about any of you, even though that when they were batting him up and whatever, he's just like, yeah, whatever, because look. What was the one of the lines that Thanos said in the movie? When that, when everyone beating him up, beating him up, batting him up, batting him up, Tony Stark comes and gives him one slice of across the face, and he's like, "All of this for a drop of blood." Thanos knew he won. <laughs> he was like, "You guys put all this work and all this effort, 
and all mm-hmm. you got from me was one drop of blood. Good on you. Good job, guys. I'm gonna deal with all of your cases. Yeah. And in the la- and in Infinity in the End Game, Thanos did. They had the gauntlet. Yeah. Thanos didn't have it. So he... all of his work, uh, the reason why he was OP and so enraged, is because in the original movie he already had the gauntlet. Mm. He had the gauntlet, and he already had stones in it. In this one, he had nothing. So he's pissed because in his timeline they took out all of the stones already. All the stones are taken out of out of um out of the timeline. So even if that like uh, like because they're jumping through different times yeah. and taking all the stones out. So even if Thanos went to certain points, they're already gone in his timeline. They're already gone from his timeline. Mm. So he can't get to any of them. Cuz once they're taken like especially the um, um Loki um the taking um the um Tesseract. Yeah. The Tesseract is gone cuz the Tesseract is gone from in the past. Mm-hmm. So they can't get to that at all. He can't get to the Tesseract. Cuz it's taken out of their timeline. And all the re- like three of the stones are on Earth and now they've been taken out of the timeline so yeah. he can't get to any of them regardless. So he's a Thanos who's pissed off. Still don't care. And has nothing to lose. Still don't care. Whatever. Still don't care. And then I think I had one more. I think I had one more gripe. Mm. You're talking about hi- oh my my biggest rap was freaking Hulk. Yes, that was. I yes. didn't like Hulk. I don't care what if anybody has to say. I don't you like guys Hulk. read the the comic right. So when Hulk and Mister Banner, I, I have to call him Mister Banner. You know, mm-hmm. fused together, it's Professor Hulk, right? Yeah. Best of both worlds. Op was smart. This was a jackass. Yeah. He did nothing in the whole movie. Zero. He brought nothing to the movie. Yes, he brought nothing to the movie. I was like, even in a fight scene, I saw he in a fight. He just saved. Um. Uh, um he he, he saved, saved Rocket and uh, and, and War Machine. And War Machine, yeah. And then even War Machine, I was like, what? Hold on. War Machine had no armor, and then all of a sudden, War Machine has an armor. I'm like, where did this armor come from? (laughs) Like, I was like, he didn't, yeah, he didn't fight. Hulk did not fight in the whole movie. In the whole movie, he didn't fight. I was like, yeah. And I know they put the whole thing in in the movie where he, like, spoilers. So, like we were saying, Professor Hulk, when he was walk, when they did the um, fight scene in the first Avengers, yeah. and it was like, yeah, you should uh, maybe want to go and smash a couple of things. He's like, oh, I think this is redundant. Took off his shirt and like, ah, smash, yeah. ah, ah. I'm like, I know this is for comic relief, but this is not funny. Yeah, this is kind of stupid. And then at the ending, with them. Um bringing Cap home, I mean, bringing Cap to the past to bring back everything mm-hmm. and the hammer. And he comes back and then he's like, oh, he's not, he's not back. But wait, who is that? Who's that? It's like, bruh. <laughs> bruh. I was like, you know what? The one, there's two things I'll give probably three to four. I'll give the movie. It was a good farewell to Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. Rob Downey Jr. His legacy is will never be touched. If they try to make another Iron Man in the next 10, 20, 20 years, like like a reboot, nobody can touch Robert Downey Jr. as mm-hmm. Iron Man. 
So I'll give him that. They gave the man a good farewell. I'm not feeling Black Widow, but it is what it is. She well, they are going to do a Black out. Widow movie. Yeah, she's going to come back with like probably a, a prequel to Black yeah. Widow. Sorry. I was feeling Hawkeye, though. He came, he became Ronin in, 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 the, in the comics. I was feeling that he was busting ass. I, mm. I, I was enjoying that. And Cap giving the, the shield to Falk. I was feeling that, too. Mm. Other than that, it was okay movie. Like, it, it gets a pass. I thought it would be more, but it gets a pass. It's a three-hour movie. What more did you want? No, <laughs> no, I'm not talking about hours and all that stuff. I'm talking about, like, like more development. After this, after the movie, what's going to happen? But I know they're saying after Endgame, you're going to go straight to the Spider-Man joint. Mm-hmm. I want to see now how is life. Because remember, they snap back, right? Yeah. So people coming in five years into the future. Yeah. Show us how is that going to happen instead of showing us a little conversation with Cap and Falk. You know what I'm saying? Like, show us what's going on with the world by, by them doing the double snap. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, show me this stuff. Is, um... What's her name again? Pat? Uh, the girl. Um, Iron Man's Pe- wife. Pepper? Pepper. Is she gonna be Iron Man now? You know what I'm saying? Like, is she gonna be one of Avengers part-time? Like, there's so much unanswered questions. I'm not going to wait to the next adventure. We probably find out on Spider-Man because Spider-Man, they're talking about the multiverse and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sorry again, spoiler alert. You know? Well, if you didn't watch it, if you didn't, like, you'll know by, by the trailer. And you, yeah. you better watch the uh, end game. To understand and the if trailer. they do the multiverse and let's just say they take out a cap from other multiverse or take out a, a Tony from universe. It's gonna do no justice to mm. Endgame. It's like it's like a slap in the face. It'll be cool to take him out from time to time, like a Secret Wars type of thing. That'd be cool. Mm. But if you're gonna take them out and have them again as a main cast, in the in the main Earth, it's a slap in the face. Bro. Well, I guess we gotta wait another ten plus years to see the fruits of the labor. On that, that being said, too. I want to see how they're going to integrate X-Men, mutants, into this new world. Oh, well, there was a thing that they said that, um, that happened. Like, there was, like, I've been watching a lot of, um, the videos on, like, um, spoilers and whatever from the Endgame. And there was a, there's a theory on how they can introduce mutants. Because, okay, so they said that the, what's it called? The Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah. Like, the, the whole thing, it gives off gamma radiations, right? So, when Thanos did the snap on Earth, it sent out a giant wave of gamma radiations throughout the entire Earth, mm. right? So, when they, br- when they snapped, when they did the snap, and especially when they snapped to bring people back, like, everybody that they, they killed off, by the whole gamma radiations with the snap, them all coming like one, they brought them all back, and then two, Tony did another snap yeah. to kill all of Thanos' guys. So they brought a whole bunch of people back, and then he did another snap. So he sent off three things of gamma radiation throughout the world. 
So they're saying that, you know, gamma radiation causes mutations. Mutants. Introducing the mutant universe in thing. Kind of wax, though, bro. Okay, I'll go with you. Hey, uh, look, man. You just got to, <laughs> you got to, you got to take your wins <laughs> with your losses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got to take your wins where you can get them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. He's like, okay. No, like, but are there things that you liked about Endgame? Because you're like, you, you, yeah. you have a whole, like, it seems like you have a lot of things you hated about it. Yeah, like, I said, um, Cap giving the shield to Falk. It was a better choice to give it to Bucky. And if you write, if you read the comics, he gives the shield to Falk. Mm-hmm. Um, the fight scenes are not the lack they were, but they were fine. I thought since um, Cap said the hill Hydra in the elevator, mm-hmm. they're going to. If you read the comic books now, I know the the whole thing about Cap being a secret uh, yeah, agent of Hydra. I thought they're gonna do that in the future, but mm-hmm. I guess not because Cap retired. Yeah, but they could do it if they do like a movie just based on Cap's decision on why he stayed. You know. Um, like the what if kind of thing. Yeah, like a what if thing, or because remember when he goes back, he went back. So there's two caps. Yeah. One with Peg, and one still Avenger and stuff. Yeah. And I know he helped them out. He had to. I mean, he couldn't just sit back and relax. And if he did, how the hell you get the shield? Mm-hmm. You just jip the shield. You know what I'm saying? Like. Anyway, so uh, like I said, a lot of plot holes. Uh, <laughs> I love that Ant Man. Had like a nice, significant role in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's about time to give the man some credit where it's due. Because in the comics, he's a smart guy in the comics. He's almost smarter than Tony in the comics. Yeah. But you're talking about Hank Pym in the comics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is Scott Lang. So Scott oh, Lang yeah. is a different, different, totally different Ant Man. That's true. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. You got me there. You got me there. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like, yeah, Ant Man's getting a shine. And he's the one that, if it wasn't for Ant Man, the idea wouldn't have blossomed still. Yeah. Yes, Tony finessed it and made it made it possible, but Ant Man was a blueprint. Yeah. Um, like I said, I like Hot Guy becoming Ronin, like in the comics, busting ass <laughs> everywhere he went, mm. which is fair. Like the man lost his ki- the man lost his family. I like the way they introduced the movie. Yeah, that that yeah. that made the whole aspect of him becoming Ronan yeah. make so much more sense. Yeah, and the fact that Natasha was like not trying to hunt him down, but just you know watching be, yeah. out, watching out for him because she knew like what ha- what yeah. happened to him. Like the man had to blow some stress. Mm-hmm. Him killing a lot of the uh, Yakuza is there. Do what you had to do, man. That and also feeling um. Captain Marvel. <laughs> she had no airtime. <laughs> nah, joke is still, but she just too err. Like she had, she came in. Where is he? I'm gonna go kill him. Huh? And it's like, like, yo, slow your roll. Even Cap had to like kind of sun her a little bit. He goes yeah. like, yo, this isn't space. I know that's your beef, but this is Earth. Let's relax. Yeah. Like what's the difference? Like especially when um what's his name? When um 
Banner was like, yo, we already got our asses handed yeah. to him. What's the difference of us going after him now? And her, the, her line is like, you didn't have me. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, he were, like even in, in her own movie, she wasn't even putting in that much work. No. Like, the cockiness, man. I was just like, oh, whatever. And what I liked... When Thor had both both of his hammers, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, the axe and the hammer. Yeah. That was cool. But I thought at the end of the movie, he was going to give the hammer to uh, the Valkyrie. Because now she is running Asgard now. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to give her the... The axe? No, the hammer, but couldn't. timeline stuff. Yeah, and couldn't. I know he had to give it back, whatever. Yeah. But I want to see what he does as a... Guardian of the Galaxy. I like how he joined them to see what one. The other plot hole that I seen was with Gamora. Oh, um, that Gamora took off? Or I don't think, yo. I'm, I hope she took off and didn't get snapped because Tony destroyed Thanos' army. Technically, she is part of his army. So I'm hoping she didn't go to dust. I'm hoping. Because mm-hmm. Quill will go crazy. Because the man thought he found her, let's go kick him in the nuts. You know? So hopefully they can reunite. But it'd be awkward because cause I think that's... Because the snap was five years. So let's say ten years. So there's a ten-year gap of knowledge and feelings between them two. Yeah. And she has no clue. Yeah, she has nothing. Life. She knows yeah. no information about him. So it's like... Is he going to get the girl at the end of the day? I don't know, man. So, but mm. I want to see what Thor will do with the Guardians. That's it. I wanted to see Tony with the Guardians. That's what I wanted. But they, they like they gave it to us yeah. because they had Tony fighting Thanos with the Guardians, with Spider-Man, with fucking, what's his face? Um, Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, they gave us Tony with the Guardians. But yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, it would be, it's gonna be interesting, and especially like um, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, has signed a two-year deal with um, Marvel to come back for two, to come back for two more Marvel movies. So, you know, he could be in the next Guardians movie. I think they're probably gonna, he's probably gonna be in there, yeah, in the next Guardians movie. So that should be interesting. So yeah, you know, we'll see what happens. Huh. We'll see what happens with that. All right, so moving on from Endgame. So, basically, it's like, yo, just talk about what's going on in life. (laughs) Just catching up on random stuff. Catching up on sleep, man. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think we're going to have, like, good content for, like, breaking down, like, how many different episodes. Because it's, like, a lot of stuff going on for both of us. A lot of things. Catching up on some sleep, man. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Catching up some on my health, you know, working them hours and them travel does a lot to your body still. So I was like, True. yo, now I'm at a place where I don't need to travel that far for work. I can literally get up my house and walk to work. You know, what I'm saying that saves me on time on TTC. Don't gotta deal with any more buckets on the bu- on the bus or TTC or angry kids. True. People just fighting. I don't want to deal with that anymore. Like, I'm blessed. The downside, I don't go to see girls anymore every day. But <laughs> it is what it is, yo. Um, 
sleepy. Yeah, man. I've been, I've been getting some nice sleep. I can't <laughs> lie. I can't lie. Some nice sleep. But, yo. I don't know. Just trying new things, man. Mm-hmm. Trying new fields. Doing something new. Um, I think as humans, we love routine. We hate something that's not routineable. And when we're not in a routine, we start to panic and think about the what ifs and shit. Me, nah, man. Like, I, I love knowing the unknown. Like, if I'm trying something new, I'm going to dive in that. I don't mm-hmm. care how it's going to be, um, hours or anything. It's something new. It's a new challenge. It's a new thing. My rule when it comes to any job four to five years max mm-hmm. then I'm outie because you get stick to the routine like I know people have been the same job for 20 years never um, upgraded same position it's like why do you so why are you so comfortable why are you not asking for a raise or a new position I'm comfortable where I'm at nah anytime you get comfortable in a job it's time to go yeah like once you get too complacent it's time to like to move on because you need to be challenged yeah, you need to feel like challenged in life you've been let's just say you've been a cashier at no frill i'm not knocking you for your job a hustle mm-hmm. a job's a job regardless yeah so your cashier at no frills for 20 years you didn't want to become a supervisor or even a gm or probably even an owner like or not even ask for a raise to me that's crazy that's crazy mm-hmm. so been trying new things lately like um freelancing i like it so far different learn new things see new people um the pay is just fluctuates because you're freelancing it's just yeah whatever happens happens um i get more freedom now to do my personal business which i love to do and try new ventures like i'm trying to do vending machines now trying to see what's up but mine's gonna be different because when you go there every vending machine is the same old same old shit the same old chips the same old chocolate and the coke machines the same old drinks i'm gonna be different like me i'm always different with any establishment that i have a vending machine in you as the consumer slash partner because i'm using your space right so you're considered a partner I'm going to give you 5 to 10% commission off a of monthly revenue that I get. And plus, you pick what treats you want in the vending machine. I'm giving you the freedom. Because, you know, some people, let's say they like airheads. Some people like uh, Skittles. Or... Milk duds, stuff like that. Yeah, milk duds, some of that. Instead of having Snickers, Twix, Kit Kat, whatever. Have something different. Some, like, let's say some Mexican candy or some candy from Japan or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, something different. I'm going to have variety and then mm. you guys see it and go from there. Especially for drinks, too. I'm going to have some exclusive stuff. Like, I never once seen an Arizona or a Calypso drink in a vending machine yet. I want to see Busta in a, in a thing, man. You see Busta? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see Busta so, in a thing. And, like, <laughs> chubby and stuff mm-hmm. i'm gonna have that so no nah, not chubbies i'm gonna have stuff like that i'm gonna be different on that too 
I've been slowly starting my clothing company. I already got like the heat press and the vinyl stuff. Start making shirts soon. I still want my damn logo, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, slowly and surely, like, I'm trying to be self-efficient before I turn 30. Like, I'm tired of... I'm not trying to be racist again. I'm trying to make... I'm tired of making the white man money. Man. <laughs> like, 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 I'm tired of that. I want to make black people money. Like, wherever I go, I promote black businesses. Like, you mm-hmm. have to. Um, I've been trying to collab with black people go from there even the ones that are stubborn and and feisty like you know i'm like i'm there for them like it doesn't matter if you give me cut eye or kiss your teeth at me i'm still going to support you regardless if you don't support me back that's fine as long as i did my job and people got the buzz of what you're doing that betters you and your community i got you mm-hmm. so that's what i've been doing like i've been Doing your due diligence. Yeah, like I've been like a good Samaritan. It's going around different local black businesses, showing my face at meetings, asking for the business cards and shouting them out or handing them out. Mm-hmm. Just for free, like free. And then on that too, I think my photography is getting a little bit better, you know, posting up some stuff. Let's go in there, man. Try new things. Next is learning a new language and then go from there. Cool, cool. Me, <laughs> well, you know what's been going on with me. So, <laughs> so this is basically where I'm gonna tell you what the heck's been happening. Uh, <laughs> April, what was it? April twenty twenty third. I I went in for surgery, um, because I had to get two ingrown toenails removed. Nasty. So, since that time, I've been off from work. I had some issues. In regards to work, I guess that's where a lot of my now bitterness has come from. <laughs> I want to, you know, go on, on a whole rant about that. But um, I've just been, I've been off from work. Um, trying to, you know, just heal up and whatever. Trying to get myself back into the ability to, to walk properly and whatnot. Um, aside from that, you know, did the whole watch Endgame. I took my ass up and went and watched it. You know, someone didn't like it, but I did. Um, and, uh, you know, right now a couple of my boys have been, uh, one of my boys has been talking to me about, um, you know, going into the booth and going, getting, doing some singing. Uh, I told him that, you know, I need somebody, you know, produce some music and ab- ability to like, so I can record. And so, you know, recently he told me about somebody who's looking for, you know, artists to do some stuff with. So you might hear some tunes from me again, Okay, which would be nice to, you know, get back in the studio and do something so you know that's hopefully going to be happening um by the beginning of summer i'll be back in the booth and doing some things and yeah that's just pretty much what's what's on my mind right now getting that going um that will in turn i'll have to start writing again because i haven't written a song in a while so i'll have to get back on that and um i'm hoping to get this this stupid um the story going again, the the short story that I I was writing. I'm hoping to get back on that. Oh, um, our mutual friend, who's uh, no, no 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 not that mutual friend, 
<laughs> not that one. Not that one. Our mutual friend who is in Ottawa doing the the play, the color purple. Okay. Yeah, she she contacted me. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yo. She contacted me recently. Uh, I saw I saw her Facebook, so I just like, hey, what's up? And it's like, yo, she contacted me. We've been talking, and yeah, she's doing well. She's doing a play, the color purple, down in Ottawa right now. Okay. So you know she's doing well. She's not surprised about a lot of things that are going <laughs> on. <laughs> yo. She's not surprised about a lot of things that are going on. So it's like, okay. But uh, yeah, I'm just like hopefully I'm gonna be getting in contact with her because I gave her I I wrote a short I wrote a play so I'm hoping that she'll get a chance to read it. I know she's doing her thing, so yeah. I'm hoping she'll get a chance to read that. Chocolate sister. Yeah. So like one of the one of the main things I really would love to do before I hit forty is the play that I wrote. Like I wanna I wanna get it on stage. Like even if it's a small stage to do something. Yeah. I want to just put it out there on stage just to say, like, you know what? I did it. Regardless of whatever happens, I just want to say that I did it. So, you know, something of my work was out there. So that's really, you know, what I'm trying to get done. So it's a matter of, like, making making some money, making some stuff, making some movements and connections on my end to get certain things going. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. The funny thing you mentioned about singing I was on the radio, uh, what's today? See, the sleep is so good. I forget what day it is. I think today's Thursday. Yeah, today's Thursday. I was on the radio on Monday. So, um, radio called Unity FM. Mm-hmm. It's black owned. Yeah. Um, talking about black entrepreneurs, uh, what you do in the community. Just getting your voice out there. Mm-hmm. So, since you're, like, you're my boy, you know? Shout out you though, like yo, I know a guy, you know, singer, songwriter, he gets no love in Toronto. So I shout you out, show him a little snippet of your work on uh, IG, you know, Iron Letter, and you're like, oh okay, all right, we'll love to have him come in, come by. So just stay tuned to your DMs. Okay. Maybe getting a little shout out to do a little interview. Okay. All right. And go all from right. there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I support my own. Mm. That'll be good. That'll be cool still. Love that. All right. So, on to the next thing. Um, want to talk about a little bit more about business. Like, we did. We talked about business aspects in regards to family. But, like, business in regards to, like, you know, making your business successful. And, I, like, I know we talked about that before. Like, how to succeed in, in like, building your business. Like yeah. the best way of, of succeeding to build your business. Yeah. But I think we should talk. I think one of the things that we need to talk about is success in building your business when it comes to the community, like having people come to your business, best way of getting people to like attracted into your business. Yeah. And also sustainability, like having your, your clientele that you work with to make people want to stay that have, you know, are working with you, mm-hmm. how to make them feel like they are a part of the business and they want to you know stay with you to help you grow because like of course you want to make sure that you're you want to have your employees stay with you but you also want them to feel like you know they can when it's time for them to leave when they're ready to like grow on their own Mm -hmm. you're not going to hold them back but you want them to feel like you know you know stay with me let's let's build this and whatever and let's let's move this going 
but also, you know, when you're ready, I'm going to be there to help you to like do what you want to do and like give you that freedom to do your own thing. Because I think that's one of the major problems that, you know, for both of us that we see that there is there's like there's a there's a give and a fakeness mm-hmm. on the aspect of doing your own thing. Like there's a thing of like you can do your own thing as long as it doesn't as long as it doesn't interfere with what we're doing. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> like like for instance like like okay, let's not use that. Let's say <laughs> let's say for instance is gonna say yeah, this Photoshop. Yeah, let's say for instance you have a pla- you have a place that deals with photography, right? Yeah. They want you they'll you know, you can have your own business if you're doing stuff like, oh, you're doing food or you're doing you do you're you're built you know, furbishing cars or whatever. Yeah. But oh you're gonna do a, a side gig of doing your own photography? Nah 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 nah. You work mm. for us. You can't be doing photography on the side when you're our photographer working for us. So it's like, you know, giving people that, you know, like talk about that. Like how, like having that whole, you can do your outside thing. Cause I, I, I feel that you need to, you need to, you know. Okay. So your first point with having employees, mm-hmm. I can't really answer that because I'm self-employed. I mm-hmm. do things on my own, but I do actually help instead of no catering event. I have people helping me serving or helping me cook. Yeah. Uh, I don't consider you an employee. Like, this is our partnership. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. So, um, other than that, I do everything by myself. It's it's not that I have trust issues. I don't have trust issues. It's just that yeah. I don't have trust <laughs> issues. <man>. I don't <laughs> have trust issues. My problem is, are you going to work as hard as that I am? Because mm-hmm. if you're not, then don't bother. I want somebody that doesn't work hard as me or harder than me. Yeah. If you're not, don't waste my time and don't waste your time. So that's why I prefer doing stuff by myself. Um, now, with well, your second question with, let's just say I work in a culinary field and I do culinary on the side and people get hurt. So what? At the end of the day, when I leave your premises, I'm me. If you get mad on the plates or the concept that I have, that's you. Because there's nothing, if you do have a contract with them, there it says nothing about me doing my stuff on the side. Stuff on the side is what I do, and I've been doing that before I was an employee for you. Mm-hmm. People, if, if your employer gets mad, at is his employee or her employee what to do outside of work is jealousy because in their mind is like shoot he has or she has a revenue outside of us so we can't bind them down and threaten their wage when they make money on the side to shit they have a following especially in culinary if you have a following wherever you go you're going to have people flocking to wherever restaurant or event that you're doing. So then in their mind is like, shoot, they're taking money out of our pocket. Three, if let's just say you're not a bitter person and you come to them like, yo, I have a concept idea or I have recipes or ideas that I want to bounce off to you. And they say your ideas are stupid. 
but yeah you said okay cool you use those ideals for your personal and it's popping bitter jealousy salty resentment you're gonna, you're gonna deal with that my advice is just do it what they're gonna tell you you can't do it no at the end of the day once you punch out you are a free man you're a free agent yeah on your days off it's your days off the company's not paying for your days off they're not monitoring your days off they're not checking you on your days off so you do what you gotta do mm-hmm. it's simple if they get mad they get mad so what that means you better put more stock into me or I'm, or I'm gone for example you make cheesecake mm-hmm. you infuse some of them with with cannabis I don't want to say weed or mm-hmm, whatever yeah. THC or CBD you, you infuse it with cannabis and that's going to be popping in the next two three years in Toronto and you're already on the ball so am I and if you already come in with the idea like hey I think we should this is say I don't know if you guys still have it on your menu um, the coconut cream pie or the carrot cake why don't we infuse it with let's just say cannabis whipped cream on top or whatever right mm-hmm. or infuse it with the carrot shavings no just do that and you say no that's stupid or no that's a waste of time and then you do it on your on your own and it's popping yo they can't tell you shit yes they're gonna be mad at mad at you and like oh look at this guy oh he thinks he's a, a chef even that word chef let me just break that down to you i know i'm going mm-hmm. super left <laughs> but that word chef that word doesn't mean shit anymore mm-hmm. people you don't need it if you want to get your papers that's fine you go do your red seal or your chef uh exam and get your chef papers or your red seal that's fine but nowadays you don't got to do that stuff it's all about skill uh knowledge creativity if you have those three nobody can talk to you yep. majority of these corporate chefs executive chefs and these restaurant owners they didn't go to culinary school they don't have no chef papers they don't have a red seal they probably just have their food handlers and that's it and majority of them don't even have a food handlers but yet they still are considered a chef pump out amazing food and the preparation and the presentation is five stars so be calling a chef and a word chef nowadays is just diluted like when, when people call me a chef it's whatever I don't take it to heart like yeah I'm a chef you know people call me chef or da 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 or you or you have to call me chef I don't care Taz is fine at the end of the day Taz is the one who's gonna make your food not chef Taz or chef Taz he's gonna make your food so that title chef cook first cook second cook line cook sous chef junior senior them titles at in 2019 don't hold no value whatsoever and especially like when you look at for people outside yeah. of that because like look they 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 look at you they'll tell you you're a cook but yeah. then 
the customer will approach you and like chef, chef, <laughs> like nobody really knows what a chef that is. That sounds like a personal experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what a chef is. Everybody just assumes that you're a chef. I was trying to say, like, I had job interviews for, I'm just going to, I don't care. Like, when I work, when I used to work for these people, I was a sous chef, right? Mm-hmm. No paperwork, only have a food handlers. I think level four or three. So level four is food preparation as a sous chef and management. Level three is just only management. So I have level four. So I have both. I don't got no chef papers. I don't have a red seal. I didn't go to school for culinary. I just know how to cook from trial and error, learning, and being apprentice. I learned, right? Mm-hmm. So now when I apply for these corporate chefs, executive chefs, or what's it called? Chef at the party, whatever. Chef the party, it, yeah. And all this stuff. There, all the requirements is have culinary experience aka george brown red seal or chef papers those three stuff i do not have but my experience speaks volumes and look i got all these jobs so don't make you see something on a resume i mean on a, a job application you need those three nine no, that's too high. I'll say 7.3 out of 10 times, you don't need those stuff. Your experience and your references speak volumes. That will get you in the door anyways. If you feel like you want to get your red seal after, go ahead and do it. If you want to do your shot papers, go ahead and do it. Uh, I'm telling you, from my personal experience, it's not necessary for me at the moment. Especially for the stuff that I'm doing. I don't need to have a red seal or chef papers for my own catering company. All I need is a food handlers. So if you want to become a caterer or even like sell little snacks here and there or even edibles, you don't need a chef papers. Just your food handlers and a safe place to prepare, safe place to prepare your food. Your Gucci. Yep. Well, back to you were saying, who cares if they get mad? If they tell you the only time they have a little a little say is if you're doing it on their on their time. Yeah. I'll say then yeah, they could talk a little bit, but they can't shut you down. Yeah. And if that's the case, let's just say you're on their time, just guess just hire assistant. That's what I was doing for us when we used to work together. Mm. When they got mad the first time. Oh, you guys are posting on company time. Okay, say less. The next day, I got assistant. Yo, at this time, that time, or that time, you post on this account. And what did Tazu? Oh, you're still working on company time. Nope, I hired assistant. How do we know? How do you know I'm posting? And then we got an awkward silence. Okay, call it a day. And they, they're not monitoring you. You can easily say, "Yo, I have an assistant doing my shit." Put it until you no, no, you don't, or show me facts or show me paperwork. No, because that's a breach of con- contract, and that's a breach of personal business. Mm-hmm. They, they could get sued for that. Just hand you your stuff on the side. This is for anybody. If you have a nine to five, if you have a nine to five, 
and you want to do your own little catering or make homemade oils or uh, soaps, anything, even edibles, you can do it on the side. Your nine to five can't stop you. Mm-hmm. Simple. They could hate, they could be jealous, but they can't stop you. They can't. Mm. Oh, I, I do my edibles on the side, and I'm, yeah. I'm very proud of my product. <laughs> yeah, yes. All right, so next thing we're going to talk about is um, self-growth. What makes you a better person? What helps you to elevate yourself? Like, making sure that you don't have, like, you're not worried about someone else making you a better person. Like, I can say for myself, for, I'm old. (laughs) Um, I had a plan. Okay, so I am 37. I had a plan at 35 that um, I wanted to be either be married or, you know, with somebody that I consider myself being married to. Yeah. You know, having kids, my own place, yada, yada, yada. So when I hit 30, I'm like, okay, so I got five years to get this plan, <laughs> this plan done. I hit 32. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, I, I made, like, I made steps and then things fell back. Yeah. I hit 34 and I'm just like, I started getting depressed because I'm like, yo, things that I want aren't happening for me. Like things I expected to happen right now aren't happening. When I got 35, like I was just miserable. Like, honestly, I had a, I had a spout where I was just, I was pissed. I was pissed at everyone. Yeah. Uh, from 35 to 36, I was mad. I was just, I was not a nice person because I was just really mad about everything. Like you saw, you met me when I was 36. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I was, I was able to still do my work and do whatever I needed to do. But personally, I was pissed. <laughs> banana. I was vexed. <laughs> banana. Yeah. Shout out to you, banana. Yeah. And, like, once I got halfway through 36, I realized that, uh, you know, my biggest problem was not, like, I was so very busy worried about having somebody in my life to make my, that I felt that I needed someone. Mm-hmm. But then I realized it's, like, it's not a matter of I need anybody. It's just a matter of, like, I got to work on the things that I want for myself. Like, I'm... Like, me and you are in two separate places in regards to, like, just, you know, not not a matter of, like, like just age, but, like, different living circumstances. Yeah, 100%. Right? Because, like, I'm 37, I don't have, I don't have any kids and whatever, and I have that freedom and ability to just, like, I can just pick up and just leave Mm -hmm. if I wanted to, right? Like, I can just do whatever. And I didn't really look at it like that. I just looked at it as, like, yo, I want this and I want that and blah, blah, blah. But then I realized that, you know, I got to... I gotta look at oh, I gotta look at the positives in regards to certain aspects of my life. Like, do I want to be living at home? No, of course not. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a circumstance, and especially with our economy, that's another oh, thing we gotta talk about. Our economy is like, I gotta rant on that. <laughs> but like, just the fact of our economy right now just made everything so much harder. You know, to do, to do what you want to do and to be able to build what you want to build and do and have what you want to have. It just made it so much harder. So like, I've been just looking at, you know, improving myself, you know, like one aspect of my own self growth is like, I did the surgery Mm -hmm. because like I've had this problem for like a good while and I hadn't done anything about it and just let it slide. And then finally I was just like, you know what? I got to just take care of it regardless of whatever's happening. I got to take care of me and make sure that I'm good for the future because I'm getting old. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to still be able to walk around. It's like, 
now it, it sucks. I should have done this when I was like 30 because <laughs> I would have been a lot better off. But, you know, I, I did it now and I'm just trying to deal. And, you know, just looking at life in a positive manner for myself because, you know, I might not have people out there who are looking at me and saying that, oh, yo, you know, like I might not have females out there looking at me and saying like, yo, I want to date this guy or I want to be with this guy or whatever. But I have the ability and freedom. And because I'm not really worried about dating anybody and whatever, I'm not really wasting my money on somebody. Yeah. And like, that's the, that's the, one of the shitty things about dating, especially for guys. Like, for guy, like women always think, oh, oh, it's so easy for you. No, it's not. You know how much you know how much money that a guy has to throw down on just dating, not going out on dates with the girl he's with, yeah. but like prior to finding that person, how much money you're you're having to shell out until you find that person, right? You gotta you gotta be able to like financially like financially financially sustain having maybe ten girls that you're dating just to find the one that you want to be with. <laughs> and it's like girls will look at it as like, oh, you're a cheater. You're gonna date like ten girls. It's like, look, you gotta date multiple people until you find the one that actually makes the most sense. Man, girls date ten guys at a time all the time. You know? Yeah, but they're not having to worry about the financial aspect yeah, of that. 100%, yeah. Right, so we gotta date like we like. It's the same way for a female. We gotta date ten different people just to find the one. And it's like sometimes you might not be able to able to date ten. You might be just trying to talk to two girls just to see which <laughs> one, because you might not you might not be able to afford Dang. ten. So you afford two just to say, yo, I'm gonna go out with this one. I'm gonna go out to that one, and it might be just like two dates to say, I don't want to talk to you no more. <laughs> just I'm just gonna date this one. Because I can't afford this. A lot of times it's not even date. You know, that's another thing. A lot of times it's not guys don't date the girl they want. They, they date the girl they can afford. Oh, my God. I'm dead. <laughs> no. Because, okay, look. I know this sounds horrible, right? I know this sounds horrible. <laughs> this sounds horrible. But um, guys who have the ability to date, like, find that person, find the one for them, it's usually, like, a situation of like you met her you fell for her she fell for you it was just you just connected or you were dating multiple people and then it was like your finances aren't working out so you you date the one that'll like work within the the budget that you have <laughs> god damn look yo why, why do you think some of these guys would like they don't have a car they don't they live out their mama's house like look uh, look at my situation, right? Some girls won't want to date me, but some girls will date me because of like who I am, like my personality. Yeah, personality, yeah, key. right. And but my like my finances might not be like, oh my god, he can take me out these places. But he's had such a nice personality. For some guys, you don't have the ability to be able to do all those things, so you date the girl or you talk to the girl who works within the confines of what you have. It's not a matter of like she's the girl. I know this. This sounds. Horrible. Hmm. Just thinking about it, it sounds so bad. You, you're not getting the girl that you really, you might have wanted, but you're getting the girl that works within where, where you want to be, where you're at, and is willing to work with you. And you see her in that. It's not a matter of like you don't like her, you don't love her, or whatever. You grow with her and uh, you know find that love over time. Because like love doesn't just come overnight. Sometimes it comes over time. 
but you know she's willing to work with you and grow with you as as a per, as a as a man. Yeah. Right. So it's not necessarily like she's the one you you were like, oh my god, I want this girl. She's just the one that was like, oh my god, she's willing to deal with my shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, yo, I said I know it sounds horrible. I know it sounds horrible, but you yeah. that's that's you. Uh, I'm not just yo. I'm, just, I'm saying I'm not saying me. Yeah. I'm just saying for yeah. me. Um, I'm different now. <laughs> uh, I want to say my last relationship it opened my eyes. Still, like, mm. think. Yeah, open my eyes, man. Um, it showed me my true purpose. It showed me how female truly are in their nature. Shady. Hmm? Shady. Yeah. And uh, it showed me how to treat girls from now on. Like, I never was the one that believed in, quote unquote, the one or um, soulmates and shit. That, that never worked for me. I'm not saying it worked like never worked for me. I'm just saying like that mindset was never for me. Mm-hmm. It's either you're rocking with me or you don't rock with me. It's either you want to build with me, or you don't want to build with me. As simple as that. But I'll say that the last one. I'm not saying like it hit me hard. Like I was crying in the corner and I was listening to uh, Marilyn Manson and shit. No, like uh, it hurt me mentally. Hmm. Not physically or emotionally. I'll say it was more a mental game. I got hurt because you put, you try something new with somebody new. Hmm. Like I tell people all the time, like I was, I was me, but I was a me that I don't show majority of people in my circle. I was cared a lot, cared about her family, make sure they were set. Like you know what I'm saying. I was never a pushover. I would say I was too nice. I was there helping her out all the time when it came to her family and it came to her, her nephew. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know how hard it is for a single parent. I know how hard it is. Her mom's a single parent. Her sister's a single parent. And she's kind of a single parent, too. Like, she takes care of her her little, little brother and sister and her, and her nephew. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that struggle. So there's three generations of it. I had to deal with it for one generation. Let me show you my support. I had to deal with it too for a little bit. So I was always there for that aspect. But then when shit hit the fan, it's like, and a line that to this day doesn't haunt me, but it's imprinted my mind. It's like, I don't care how many times you did good stuff for me. It's that the feelings, it will just go. I don't care. I don't care if, if you've done everything perfect for me. If that one day I feel like I'm done, I am done. And that day happened. And it's like, being a nice guy doesn't work. Being a dickhead doesn't work. Or it does work to a certain degree, and then the girl sees what else. Being a savage doesn't really work. So it's like, what's the point of having, what's the point in being in a relationship? What's the point of being married? 
in 2019 going forward then. Maybe in the 80s and 90s, it was perfect, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But with this social media and entitlement, validation, attention toward these females they're getting nowadays, it's triple than it was back in the day. So now they have more options. Like, i seen guys make fake POF and Tinder accounts. Well, girls, to me, in my opinion, they're unattractive. But you will still see how these thirsty ass men will still contact these girls, right? And these are the unattractive girls, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. And they're getting hundreds of thousands of DMs, messages, and likes. Imagine the girls that are attractive, right? So I was like, born relationship. I'm just trying to dine and dash and go home. It's that simple. Um, having a girlfriend at in this age or this era, it's kind of pointless. Or like you said, like guys spend all this money and then boom, is he the girl ghosts you, or she's on to the next guy that fulfills her needs, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. So the only money that I'm gonna spend is gas money. That's it. Yo, have you talked to this girl since you know since you Hell haven't talked? No. So you you bun you bund off everything. So you don't you have so let me get this straight. <laughs> you 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 last talked to like you last saw her talk to her was like what? Was it two or three months ago? No, I haven't No, I mean like how, how like has it been two or three months since you haven't talked to her? It's been longer than that, man. So I owe you fifty bucks. <laughs> it's been longer than that. So I owe you fifty bucks. Like I haven't seen a talker, yo, since brunch, since the brunch time. That's it. Yeah, so it's been. Oh, hold on, since brunch you haven't talked to her. So that's wild. No, I okay. What was the bet? Was you won't you won't see her. That's from. Was that the, was that the bet? You won't see her again. See or talk to her. See or talk to her, cause like yeah yeah it was like, and it was like see her in person or talk to her on yeah. the phone. So, yeah, you actually stayed up to that because you only talked to her through Instagram, which I was like, you some of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, this is pointless. Yeah, so it's been like, it's been a while. It's, it's been, been like a, a good while four still. months, maybe four months. Yeah, so it's been a while Dog, still. It's been pointless. So I was like, yo, like, why am I going to chase somebody that doesn't, I've been chased. Why am I going to give my attention and time to someone that doesn't want it? Exactly. Or why am I going to try when somebody does not, is not showing the same type of, mentality towards me mm-hmm. why am I going to give my all or my resources and time to somebody that's ungrateful it is in the day it's ungratefulness like you put your you put your all into somebody or, or, or to something and then once they they say they find a little chink in your armor it's a wrap uh, I don't I don't live by those rules I don't live by the rules so if that's how the dating game is in 2019 going further I ain't with that shit no that's the reason why it's like I'm just gonna just dine and dash get my points and go home like to this day like there's girls that I see on the road even on Tinder I don't save their number mm-hmm. come on what's the point and they call me and like hey, who's this so oh, you don't remember me no I don't save numbers it sounds arrogant and cocky, but yo, 
this is my mindset now. Like, there's no disrespect to the to my ex. Not at all. Like, it's more of a thank you. Like, you really show me how females won. Like, you really show me how I should operate in this life. And to be honest with you, it's been for the better. Like, I've been getting more success after this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, after you really show me what won, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun. <laughs> A lot of fun. I was like, yo, why was I trying to settle down? Yes, I've been there, done it all. So in my mind, it's like, yo, I'm trying to settle down and have a proper family this time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I already have a kid with somebody else, and that didn't work. I already been a savage or a dog, you want to call it, whatever. But at the end of the day, dog is, dogs are the most loyalist creatures on this whole planet. I'm just saying. Mm. I've been doing that. I've been doing these, I want to say, oasis parties, you know, say from time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've been, I've been there, done that. Like, this is, to the point, it's boring. Like, shit is boring. Like, nothing exciting. It's boring. So, I assumed that finding somebody that you, you're compatible with, because majority of the times, back in the day, I used to deal with people that are not compatible with me, and we learn from us not being compatible, you know what I'm saying? But this time, we were 95% compatible, so I thought, hey, maybe this time it'll work, you know what I'm saying? But, nope. It was worse than when being with people that are not compatible with me. Mm-hmm. But, I learned a lot, seen a lot, no regrets, a lot of good memories, and that's it. Keep true. moving. True, true. Keep true. moving. So now, I'm not saying I'm a savage, I just get my points to go home. Simple. So you're basically saying that your your growth from your growth aspect has been from the like from the relationship to being uh being where you're at right now. Like Hell just yeah. like dealing with things for yourself and not worrying about somebody else. Yeah, know? or catchy feelings and stuff like I remember her her uh her last thing was like uh was was about IG. Yeah. Like I don't follow her. Oh like, yeah, that that yeah. Yeah. I was like, yo, look, like, this is my rule, and this has been my rule since MSN slash T.Wire times. Mm-hmm. And this is, those are some old times. Mm-hmm. If I see a future with you, or my intention is to get to know you more than a sexual level, I'm not going to follow you on social media. Yeah. That's just me. Because, one, I don't want to see stuff. Especially if you're private, that's even better. Because I don't see your pictures that you do and all that stuff. That's fine. I don't want to see something that I don't want to see. I don't want to see you like stuff that I don't want to see. Or like kind of hinting. Or like subliminal shots. I don't want to see that stuff. Yeah. Vice versa. You don't want to see me post stuff with girls semi-naked. Or what am I doing with the boys. Because the majority of stuff that I post is like not life-threatening. But... To make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, make you feel uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I don't want to be like, oh my god, like does this, whatever, or you see what I like, or this and that, like. Yeah, when they look at the, your your feed and whatever, yeah, you know things what I'm you like. I don't want to see that because when it's our time, it's our time. When it's life outside of us, you have your own life. But when you're around me, you should act a certain way, mm-hmm. and vice versa. If I like you in real life. 
why do I gotta double tap you on the matrix? True. So I try to point across to her, like, yo, like, I've been doing this. I only followed you because at that time, I thought I had to, like, send a friend request to send you a DM. I don't know how private accounts work. The majority of people that I talk to, they're not private. So, yeah. I'm lying. What? You know what it is. You did it because uh, we're not together. I was like, no. I did it because you're my girl. I don't follow girlfriends online. Well, we're in a day and age that following your couple is common. No, it's not. It's stupid. I was like, no, that's, that's seeking att- that that's seeking extra attention and extra validation. I had no time for that. If <laughs> me and you were chilling, we're chilling. Simple. It's the same thing about like putting like your your like, uh, like I can understand like especially when you're on Facebook, yeah, like stuff like Facebook. I totally understand when you say that you're like if you put on your status in a relationship, so it's just like, but not necessarily in a relationship with so and so. Yeah. But I I feel like the only time that you really should like change your status, yeah, is if you're married. Yeah. Right. So it's like I shouldn't have to change my status. Is like. I'm in a relationship with so and so, or I'm I'm taken, or blah blah blah. When or you're it's you, complicated. Yeah, it's like when you're saying that your your situation has changed, should be I'm married. And you don't have to say you're married. You could put your you're married yeah. to whoever because you're not going to be putting anything on your your Facebook that should be anything that your your significant other should be feeling any ways about. Yeah. Right. Because you're you're married at that point in time. But I feel like with the whole thing with social media, like with especially with Instagram, like that was the biggest downfall of when in my semi relationship <laughs> with so and so and so and so was when like we we followed each other on Instagram, which yeah. was bad. It was a bad idea because she had a whole bunch of like certain pictures on her Instagram, and I was like, I didn't care. But I liked some other girl's picture. And it was like, how do you make me feel yeah. certain way? I'm like, what? <laughs> Hold on, huh? You have guys saying all type of stuff on you. I ain't say nothing. You're yeah. going to get mad? Like, oh, my God. All right. So, like, because all, all it is, like, even when, let's say a female's private, she has a whole power to pre your page. Mm-hmm. And she has the right to accept it or not. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, you can see all of her shit. And then the next line that pissed me off was, like, Oh, I think you're mad because I didn't post you on my account. What? I don't care if you post me. Like, I don't care if you hide me to the world. Like, like, like I'm Drake's kid. Like, I don't care. <laughs> you don't care like, if you're Donison. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't care. At the end of the day, I'm still crushing you. At the end of the day, we're still going on on dates. We're still intermingling with family. In my opinion, that's a couple. I don't care about being a couple online. Yeah. Even for me, I only post, I think, one picture of her because it went to uh, Nully Blanche mm. and she was right beside a, a picture. I mean, all right, I'll post it up. Call it a day. Other than that, give a she, shit. She wasn't not on my stories. There wasn't no, you know, those heart stuff like uh, our initials. There was none of that stuff. To the world, I was still single, which should be proper. Yeah. I, I mean, to the Matrix, I was single. Mm-hmm. But in your mindset and the way that you treated and her... And in the real life, I am in a, I'm in a committed, committed relationship. relationship. yeah. Which is proper, because I'm not going to be 
DMing girls because I'm not a predator like that. Mm -hmm. Was she DMing a master? Maybe, maybe not. But I don't care. Can't the night I'm doing what I gotta do. Mm -hmm. But if me being me and me having a chink in my armor turns you off, then that's something that you have to address to yourself. Because if somebody's giving them your all, not even a short period of time, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's showing you that, that they're serious about you, and you're just going to brush it off because one incident, it tells you a lot about your character still. Mm. So I took all that, sat down, and like, you know what? This could really help me out still to figure out how female nature truly is. And now to the point, I'm happy, man. Like, I do what I got to do and go home, though. That's simple. No headache. No no more sending good morning or, or good night texts. No more texting how's your day. No more phone calls. No more FaceTime. Like, none of that checking up on you and making sure you're fine type of stuff. Mm -hmm. for, for me, that's out the window now. For the rest of my life, that's out the window. For the rest of your life for right now. Rest of my life, man. For right now. Dog, I'm not looking Dude, for Dude, you're twenty seven. Shut the hell up. I'm not looking for dad, marriage. Dad, 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 dad. I got my kid. Uh-huh. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I'm gonna wait till you hit thirty and you have you have a wife. <laughs> huh. No wife, bro. I believe you're gonna get married before me. Nah. Maybe yeah. an open relationship, but no wife. Bro. Oh my god. Alright, whatever, dude. Anyways, going on to the next thing. Uh, we're just gonna talk. We're just. It's just gonna be a brief one because it's not not really anything like topic wise. But like, uh, how to get if you get in contact with us? How to get uh be a part of the be a part of the show? Yes. Become a guest on the show. Maybe even like call in and do like a voice thing because we got mics. We can we can we can voice you in through here. Um, but yeah, basically how to become a guest on the show. You can either contact me or you know the best person to contact is my boy. <laughs> but um, how do you you know what's the best way people like if they want to become a guest on the show with us you can dm dm us on any platform that we have like facebook all my ig's your ig or leave a comment on our youtube page yeah you can leave a comment on the youtube video or even if you have our numbers just whatsapp whatsapp or text us like hey i want to be part of the show i have some topics to talk about cool because the dead of hours is a place you speak your mind. You can say names if you want. If you don't want, that's fine. Yeah, you see, like with me, I'm very cautious about what I say because <laughs> I have reasons. But once, if any time those reasons go out the door, oh, a whole lot of shit gonna yeah, go you out. Know, so, <laughs> and secondly, it's a place for men to speak because I feel, I personally feel like there's no platform or no outreach for men to speak their mind or even speak what's on their heart or talk about their feelings and emotions. I don't think there's no nowhere out there that does it. So any guys that have any like even mental issues, I don't even for men, even especially black men, there's no outlet. So I wanted to be like not like the torch or like the go to person. I just wanted to be that that little branch, like yo you have some stuff on your mind? Something that's weighing on, on your chest? Come by. Talk it out. That's how, that's how I really wanted this to pop off. Yeah. Especially in relationships. Like, 
nowadays dudes are getting the short end of the sticks. I'm not talking about me personally, but I'm saying in general. A lot of guys are just getting shafted. And they don't know why, what, or what happened. So let's talk about it. Mm. I'll tell you my points, where you went wrong, or where you could fix. And vice versa. This is, this is an open community, especially for men. So that is what it is. Females are welcome. It's not like we, we don't hate women. Like, even that too. We don't hate women. We love them. We're just not in love with them. Simple. Mm. True, true. So, right now, we're going to get on to our final thoughts of the day. So, I have... There was one... There was a final thought that I just brought... I brought up earlier on. No rant? My, my little rant that I'll be going into. Um... <laughs> Oh, Pence, if you want to go first, go nah, first. I got no go rant. Go. Huh? <laughs> I got, you got no, no rant? rant? All right. Here's my final thought of the day. This is my rant. Um, I had a conversation with my mom earlier on today because we were talking about the economy. Like That's one of the things I was like, you know, just brought up earlier on. Yeah. And I have this um, I have this thing, this theory that I go by. I go by the Eggo Waffle Theory, right? The Eggo Waffle Theory goes like this. Back when I was in, you know, when I was 19 or like a little bit younger, Okay. Like Eggo waffles used to be like ninety nine cents, right? Okay. When it when, when it went on sale, it was ninety nine cents. When it was regular price, it was a dollar. I think it was like a dollar twenty five, right? So if you realize, if you look at it like five, ten years later, it's been like about yeah, two thousand nineteen. So it's like about ten years later, mm. like Eggo waffles now for regular price is two ninety nine or three twenty five, and when it goes on sale, it's like two fifty. Yeah, for right. The- for original is that for the original oh, Eggo like waffles the, like the eight box the eight pack box for the chocolate chip and stuff it almost almost touched four bills yeah I mean four hundred dollars yeah I mean four dollars four dollars man <laughs> so it's like the like the price of like and when I said it was ninety nine cents it was like for all Eggos like you got your strawberry your blueberry your cinnamon toast because oh, that's man. the one we got all the time was cinnamon toast we got that and it was ninety nine cents so we would be we'd be buying like five or six boxes at a time. Instead of buying the twenty four, instead of buying the one with the forty eight egos, you buy like a couple of those and you're you're good. But now the price has gone so high that you can't. You like if you're buying Eggo waffles, it's like a treat, but it's not even really feel like a treat because it doesn't make any. It's not worth it to buy it. So when I said like our economy has gone gone to shit, it's like nowadays for a person like myself or a person like yourself to like be able to move out, get your own place. Have your car, have your stuff and whatever. Because back in those days, back when I was younger, there were apartments. Yeah. Now you can't find apartments anymore. It's all condos. Anybody who lives in a in like quote unquote apartments, they're they're staying there. They're not leaving. They're not leaving until they die because it's like fixed income. Yeah. Right? All the apartments that are still around are fixed income. And now they're trying to kill all those apartments so they can build up condos. You can't really find an apartment anymore. And because it's like that, you like the only way for you to be able to like live on your own is to not really live on your own. You're yeah. living with people to be your able roommates. to find. Yeah, you have to have roommates to be able to to have a to have your a, just your own bedroom in a kitchen where you're not really getting an apartment to yourself. You're not getting to live on your own. You're having to do this with other people. So it's like with our economy, it's like now everything's gone up in price. But things aren't going like, but our but the pay isn't going up to match the price of how everything's gone up, mm-hmm. and you see like how they were trying to make the pay gap better, like by raising people's incomes to fit 
our economy. And now you got um, El Fuckador, <laughs> who came into power in Ontario and just killed all that off. So, like, everybody's pretty much screwed. Because it went up to 15 bucks. I think it was like, it went up to 15 bucks an hour, and he killed it at that point. So minimum wage is 15. It was supposed to go up to 17 bucks an hour, but he killed it at 15. So it's like, we're all fucked. And so my, my, my issue is that it's like, how, how are they? Like, how are we doing things for our, my generation? Plus the generation that's coming out of schools now. Like, like we're not making our, we're not making life for our, the younger people. Plus, they consider like I I hate the fact I thought I was Generation X and they consider they say no you're a millennial I'm like I don't feel like a millennial because a lot of the stuff that I see the millennials do are like this is stupid <laughs> like I have my own opinions on that and I think a lot of the, that stuff is bullshit but we're not giving our we're not giving people the ability and the chance to survive and to thrive it's like you're having to work to be able to have sustain these things on your own you have to be either making Fifty thousand to seventy thousand dollars a year to be able to survive on your own, or working two jobs. Yeah. So you're not really getting the ability to like move forward and to to make you know better decisions and make you know great choices for yourself. You're having to do things that you necessary not necessarily would like want to do, and you're having to basically kill yourself. And that's why you realize that most businesses that have people working there, they're not happy because they're not working. They're not live. They're, they're living to work. They're not working to live. Yeah. Right. Cause working to live means you're just like, okay, you know what? I do my job because I got to pay my bills and whatever, but I, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying my life, but no, right now they're living to work. Like they have to work every single day. They have to do all this stuff just so they can survive. And when they have a day off, it's like, oh, my God, I got this day off. But they can't do whatever they need to do because, like, you're trying to catch up on sleep. You're trying to do this. You're trying to do that. And so you're miserable. And when you see a paycheck, it's not it's not equaling out. <laughs> you're like, it's serious. You see your paycheck. Yeah, you put so in, dying, like, yeah. you put in so much work. And then you see your paycheck. And it's like, this doesn't Art? balance out <laughs> to what I did. I don't feel like I'm, I'm making what I should be making. It's like yeah. I'm working 96 hours and this is all I got. <laughs> yeah. From taxes and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like even like for I'm sorry for like for myself, like I make 16 bucks an hour and I work 96 hours and I see it like my paycheck is like a thousand five hundred, which is like, oh, yeah, that's great. I got a thousand five hundred. But I had to work 96 hours just so I can get this. Like, I had to kill myself just so I got this. I had to literally murder myself. That's wild, yo. Because, like, yo, like, working at the restaurant, you're working, like, how many hours? Plus travel. Plus not getting any sleep at night. Because, yeah. like, by the time for myself, like, I would go work. Uh, I'd work all day. So I'd start at 10 o'clock. And if it's on a Sat- if it's on a Friday night, I'm working till like, 1 in the morning. Then if I don't get a ride home, I'm taking the bus and I get home at like three o'clock in the morning. If I get home at three o'clock, sometimes I get home at four. Yeah. Then plus I have to come to work the next day. So I'm ha- I'm 
getting like four hours of sleep if and I have to come back the next day and work a double they work a double again and it's like oh get my paycheck but it's like yeah it's like yo but you should be happy you made this money yeah but how how many hours did I have to work (laughs) just to get this like it's not fair it's not realistic but then the but then they say we don't care We'll get like we have. We'll give you the hours. We don't care. You can work <laughs> as much as you want. We'll give you the hours. So it's like, yeah, you want me to kill myself? You pay me less, so you can get me to work more. And then I, I'm like, I should be happy. Nah, but I'm not. I'm not. My my rent isn't trying to go on like a job like that. It's like all jobs and and all aspects because they yeah. pay their employees shit, so they can make more money. But then you're not making enough money so that you can survive because, like, you can survive. You're making more money so you can survive for, like, what? Like, maybe five, six months? But for the rest of the year, you're, like, scraping by to try your best. And at that point in time, it's like you're having to get another job just so when they start cutting hours, you have to get another job just so you can start making money again. You need to be able to make that same amount of money to survive. And it's like, it does, it's not it's not feasible. And I feel like I feel like our government doesn't care because they don't give a shit. Businesses don't care because they're all about making money. They're not about giving money. They're about spending money in regards to aspects to make more money for themselves, but not spending money to give their employees a better living. Facts. So they're like, they're continuously you know, spending, they'll, they'll spend out a million dollars to like on advertisements and, you know, this and that and whatever to just like to make themselves look better. But then you look at the employees and it's like, they're, they're living a shitty life, Mm -hmm. but it's like, we don't care. you still have to work for us. So yeah, I just, I just feel like there needs to be, there needs to be a change to make things better. There needs to actually like, these kind of corporations need to actually think of their employees like family members to make it work. Just bringing it right back to the topic on, at the top. They need to actually treat their fa- employees like family to actually make it work. That's my that's my final thought. Alright. Uh, my final thoughts. Hmm. Don't really got one. To be honest, it's kind of rare. Um, <laughs> I will say this. Tried to shut me down. Oh, Lord. But they couldn't succeed, you know? They tried not to... They didn't pay me out. They thought I'd be struggling. But this is why I always tell you to always have one foot in, one foot out. Have other sources of revenue helping you out. Just in case stuff like that happens to you. You can use me as an example. Always have a side hustle. Always. So when shit hits the fan, you're okay. You're not alright, but you're okay. So when that period that you're okay, you'll find a little little job to help you out. Or something something that you like to do from now on. Or something that you always wanted to do, but you're scared to leave. Now go ahead and do that. I'm doing all those three things that I just said. My problem is I am too loyal. I'm too loyal. As you can see, I was super loyal to a female that I barely know. 
I was super loyal to a job that didn't give a shit about me or my family. So one day, cut when both of them cut the plugs on me, I wasn't I wasn't like um, stranded or whatever. I just seen the true nature and how life really is compared to other people and how people see me. I finally saw that, and that was kind of scary because someone like me that gives their hundred and hundred percent to everything that they do. And you just get dropped for chicanery. It's just it lets you reevaluate yourself. Mm-hmm. It makes you figure out, like, yo, if that's how it is. Let me just take a few steps back on everything that I do that is incorporated with people in my life, whether it's a relationship, work-wise. Just do the bare minimum, bare bones. Don't try to be you. And now I'm living my best life, yo. Simple. That's the best way to be, man. Well, I guess that that ends that for this for this episode, episode seven of the Den of Owls. Yeah, yeah. Again, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Den of Owls on all forms of social media. And if you want to get in contact with us, you can contact me at Ianletta on Instagram. And you can contact my boy TJ. How can they get at you? Huh. Main account is the Looking Glass one. And um, soon we'll be making a Twitter account for Dental Hours as well. Just to give you a little, a little sneak peek of what's on our brain, you know? Mm-hmm. I think the Twitter game will be much more lucrative for us as of getting followers mm-hmm. you know a little snip pics here and there and here and also I have my own YouTube channel it has nothing to do with podcasts or whatever it's just me showing you everyday life of me whether uh. it's from cooking uh, my motor vlogs me and my bike um, my photography and videography and me talking about the duffel bag season Everybody's always asking, what does that mean? I put a little bit on that on the last segment that I did with with my two friends, Nick and Nick. And they are really intrigued about the duffel bag season as well. So you'll see more on that that type of channel and stuff. But yeah. Again, we appreciate, you know, you guys coming, coming on this ride with us. Please like, share, and subscribe on Den of Owls. And please, you know, follow us on like, again on all sorts of forms of social media. And, you know, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here with us. And we're going to sign off for like, we're going to sign off today. Again, my name is Ian Letta, my boy TJ. What's up? What's up? All right. See you next time, man. Peace.